And welcome, everybody. Hey, it's a Saturday. It's June 1st. Okay, we're just about into summer, and this weather is looking nice outside. We love it. And this is Eileen Grimes. I'm an astrologer in the Seattle area, greater Seattle. Well, actually, in Lakewood, but I call it the greater Seattle area. And this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And my co-host today is Mr. Doug Johnston. And it's good to be here. Well, thank you for coming back. On a great day. Yes, it is. It is great. Easy traffic. Yep, it was good, wasn't it? Yes. That's a good thing about doing a show on Saturday. You really kind of avoid all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Well, that's kind of one of the reasons I do it, because coming up from Lakewood up to Seattle, it's an hour drive, you know, on a good day. You know, but when you add backups and stuff like that, it can be kind of crazy. Yeah. So anyway, today on today's show, we have uh, the Astro Celebrity of the Week, and that's going to be Alex Trebek. That was your suggestion, which was good. And then also, uh, we also have the Astro Forecast of the Month, which is coming up first after the break. And we're going to be talking about several in- things that are going to be happening this month. And also, we still have our, you know, our blurbs and all that kind of stuff that is happening. And so, yeah, um, it's going to be a busy day because we have a lot to do. And so. we have a guest. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> God, Jeez. I knew there was something. Yeah. And our guest, my gosh, our guest is Rebecca Eigen. She is from Houston, Texas. She is an astrologer who works with the shadow stuff. Shadow she's side. a lot of fun. She is great. And she's really Southern, y'all. <laughs> Well, you all know that. (laughs) (laughs) She's very cute. You all, yeah. We had a great time with her last time, so we're going to have another good time. I believe she has Leo rising, doesn't she? Yes. I think so. All three of us do. Well, we're all going to be jockeying for position today. Okay, so anyway. So, Mm -hmm. we're going to take a break right now, and then when we come back, we're going to do the astro forecast of the month. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I like that, you know. This that's really kind of cool. It's only here once a month, but I like it. You know, it's almost daydream. It is. It's enough to get a Neptune on. <laughs> well, considering that Neptune Jupiter square. On the third, by the new moon, oh, make everyone feel like they're in daydream. Um, uh, yeah, I'll probably have to watch how I drive when I go home today. Anyway, so right now it is the astro forecast of the month. We have a few things to talk about. Uh, the new moon coming right up. It's coming up in a couple June of days. June third. June third. Yeah. Three thirty in the morning, I believe. That's it right. Is. And where are things at that point? That's new moon. Twelve degrees. Twelve degrees, uh, Gemini. Okay. So anyone with twelve degrees in their chart. And then the next day. Them. And June? that does trigger that T square. Right. That's exactly. part of that. 
That's right. It does. And the next day is your birthday. That's right. Happy birthday More to you. More important than the full new moon. Yeah, right. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Doug. Well, Happy birthday to you. you. Well, that was about as bad as it gets, but anyway. It was saw... exciting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So new moons are always the indication that new beginnings are starting. That's right. So um, it's it has to do with what you're thinking about. So and new thoughts. The completion new... of it will happen in December. That's because right. Because that's oh, when yes. the new moon or the full moon will be in Gemini. In, in Gemini. And yes, it will. Yeah. And that's where you'll see the end results of what you uh, created yeah. so here. So it's for the next six months. That's right. Yeah, that we're going to get the influence. So whatever you happen to be starting in the next couple of days might be something that lasts about six months. You know, might have a duration to it. But well, it'll be important to notice what you do. That and all the triggers that are coming on, because we do have that uh, stationary direct Neptune coming up that's uh, going to play into this. Yeah. I remember I, it's already triggered with Jupiter as far as in the T-square yes, by the sun. That's right. Or moon, it is. rather. Right, it is all in aspect with all of those things. So there'll be some kind of financial thing that will be happening worldwide. Okay, yeah, and that's also on the s- summer solstice too. Yes. Yeah, so having a Neptune, I'm thinking, man, that's a double whammy. Yes, it really it is. is. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it will be very interesting. So that's on the 21st of June, and so anybody who was born right around then, they're going to have the solar return with, you know, Neptune, Neptune stationary in that chart. And the retrogrades going as far as yet with Saturn and with Pluto in Capricorn. So there's going to be a lot of things that have been hidden from the American people or from the people worldwide that is all of a sudden going to be exposed big time. I think it's already starting to happen. I think it is, too. It's like a kettle that's ready to boil. Oh, you know, I I keep thinking, I don't want to dwell. We've talked a lot about whether we want to add certain things to our 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 show like political stuff and it's time to put it on it's time to put it over there in the back burner it's time to not watch it anymore just no change is happening but we just have to wait for kind of the the pot to boil over because it is going to you can feel it it's going to do that Mm -hmm. yeah it's the tension the general tension in the air and the people that i see talking on facebook about how tense they are i says well just write it out welcome to pluto in Capricorn That's retrograde, right. yeah, it's Pluto all about change. Yep, it is. You know, on a grand scale level, worldwide, yep. huge. So, just kind of bear with that. So it's going to be, and also we have another new moon, full moon, on June eighteenth in Scorpio. So. Uh, that's at 27 Scorpio. So anybody who has something in their chart at latter degrees of Scorpio might be influenced by this. And usually a full moon definitely means perspective. You have an opposite point of view. The sun and the moon are in opposite points. So it's something that you may have been grappling with for a while that is like a problem that you might be obsessing about, and then all of a sudden, bam, you'll see both sides of it right around then. So that will be good. That will be that will help res- resolve certain things about, you know, the issues that are going on right about then. And then, of course, we mentioned Neptune stationary retrograde, you know, Ever since I started writing this book on the stationary planets, I am watching those like a hawk <laughs> because they do have a big impact, don't they? They really, really do. And if, I see it with charts I'm looking at now that yep. they definitely stand out big time. Yep. And, you know, with Saturn and Pluto being, you know, retrograde and all that right now, they're going to be changing right around the same time. Oh, so anyway, it's kind of difficult. So that. that the full moon actually will come into full play as far as that 
1.31 a.m. Okay. On the 17th. All right. Okay. Right. So. All right. Okay. Yeah. So that's the day before. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll have to keep watch for all these things. Kind of mark your calendar, folks. Because if you see things happening in the news or events happening around you that seem a little bit, a little bit disruptive, can we say that word? That works. Twenty-five degrees. Twenty-five degrees. Okay. So All right. That's so, what's going to be hitting. Anyway, so we have to change gears now. We've got that was good. Thank you very much. That's the month's forecast, and now we're going to do the astro celebrity of the week. Okay, and today. We have on Mr. Alex Trebek, although he's not really here, but we're doing his chart. So I don't know why it's funny because I always thought he was an Aquarius. Then I looked up his chart and says, oh, he's a Leo. Oh, no, he's a Cancer. <laughs> 29 know? degrees 29 Cancer. 29 degrees Cancer. So he's right. karmic to the world. Yep. And look is. how long he's been sitting there on Jeopardy. Uh, yes. He really has been there for quite I mean, a while. He's, it's, he's playing out his role, playing the... Trivia to the max. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, Virgo rising. Mm-hmm. That might have a little something to do with the perfection of the trivia. And moon in Pisces, so he's yeah. very tuned into everything. I'm telling you, you know, and, of course, recently he's just had an update, and he has pancreatic cancer, but he has just reported that his tumors have shrunk down to 50% of what they were. Right. And he says, you know, I don't really think it's the medication. I, I think either. it's the love from all the fans. Well, you embrace anything with love and you win the battle. That's so right. Exactly right. And I think that if he keeps that in his head that that's how it is, he will win the battle. I think he will too. Yeah, it's and right he's now. very positive and he's he's you can tell how compassionate he is. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably with double water there. You know. And Saturn's actually trining as far as... Uh, a lot of his chart. Right. All those Taurus and the Virgo rising, so... Okay, yes. It's possible that he could walk right through this. Yeah, he probably could. You know, it, pancreatic cancer is the deadliest cancer of all. That's right. The highest. There's only 6% people that get through it. Well, That's, he may just be one of those. He may very well sure be. it sure does look like it. I thought that same thing, that he could walk through this without... Yeah, I did, too. And, you know, when I first heard about him having pancreatic cancer, I... The thought came to me at that time. I said, he's going to beat it mm-hmm. because of how positive he is and what a hugely, he's very successful, but he's also extremely nurturing and caretaking of people. I've mm-hmm. always noticed that about him. Yeah, he's got a thing that's for humanity. You can feel yep. it. Yep. Yep. He's very, very cool. So anyway, um, let's see what else is in his chart before we get this. Neptune Fun on chart. Hmm? Fun chart. Yeah, it is. Very and much in his head. Oh, yes, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Mercury retrograde in Cancer. Yep. Mm-hmm. That sextiles Uranus. So, oh, that's why. Okay, that's why. I was wondering what the Uranus was doing to him. So I think he takes on various causes. Pretty sure that he does. And then, of course, looking at, at Neptune sitting right above his ascendant. So that makes him extremely, I would call him touchy-feely. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, although he might be a little bit you know, reticent to do that with a lot of people, but he's he's very generous with his energy. So um, and people who have Neptune on their ascendant generally are very, very compassionate people. Well, so, the moon in Pisces would make him incredibly Well, sweet. that pretty much does too, yeah. A sort of a double whammy, actually. I call that a kind of a connection between those two. 
even though they're not aspecting each other. But, <laughs> you know, the the Pisces energy is actually in the 12th house. And then you have Neptune in the 12th, so it's like putting in its own house. And so it's kind of a, a dual signature. Two parts of the chart have that <laughs> going on. So he has Venus right up at the tar- top of his chart, too, so he's very well-liked. You know, mm-hmm. he's very people really, really like him. So that's very that's cool. true. Very, very cool. So and he does have a Pluto Sun conjunction, even though it's not, you know, it's not a same sign conjunction. So the man has he he tra- everything he does. He transforms himself. Well, you can tell just the way that he hosts that show because they have all kinds of things that go on that aren't supposed to happen. And he talks him right through it like yep. it never it was part of the show. It was all planned. Right, exactly. He's just very cool, <laughs> cool as a coat. doesn't cucumber. lose that at all. No, he doesn't, yeah. And even when they do those, some of those stupid things like contestants can do, <laughs> he makes it very light of it and yeah, it wasn't and really Yeah, and he kind of makes fault. it a part of the show. Yep. Which, yep, I've kind of noticed And I think that. that's why he's been so strong there for so many years. Really unflappable. Yep. Yeah, so anyway. Okay, that's it on that. And when we get back, we're going to bring on Ms. Rebecca Eigen. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Ms. Angela Probst, aromatherapist. At this point, you probably heard enough of essential oils. Are you confused? Are you overwhelmed? You don't know where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. So give her a call today at 253-278-1599 or visit her website at www.myyl.com Angela. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, and I have Doug Johnston here. And we have a marvelous guest. Yes, we do. Rebecca Eigen is on the show today. She's from Houston. She's a fantastic astrologer, and she also does the work on the shadow stuff. (laughs) So welcome, Rebecca. Hi. 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 How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Good to hear your voice again. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have you on. So, Thank you. Okay, okay, so what I thought we were going to be talking about, because we didn't really discuss it during the week, but there's always so much to go through about shadow material. And I think, um, and you've actually done work with, oh, who is it you've worked? Oh, you've worked with the, um, oh, Liz Green. And she does a lot of work on that too, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And you're kind well, of well. Liz Green's how I first learned about my own shadow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good good person to learn about that from. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, I thought we would talk a little bit about projections. And okay. uh, I tell you, whenever I read that word, I just kind of wince because. Anytime I'm pointing my finger at somebody, there's three more pointing back at me. That's right. You know, and (laughs) so I I tend to get in, I get locked into a a cycle, you know, like blaming somebody all the time, all the time, all the time until I figure out, whoops, this is me. That's (laughs) right. Once you get that figured out, you're no longer the victim. Yeah, I don't have to do that anymore. So 
Anyway, so let's talk a little bit. What is, let me have you clarify, what is the shadow side? So we can get that out to our, our listeners. What is the shadow side? Yes, what's the shadow side about? Well, the shadow is everything about us that's unconscious, denied, yeah. repressed. Uh, these are dark as well as light. So there's positive potential even in our shadow that we don't know about. Oh, that's but interesting. The, but the things that give us the most trouble are the things that really annoy us and other people. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. You know, I you know. Never, and I, so, go ahead. Go ahead. When you're pro- one of the things about projection is that it's emotionally toned. There's an emotion involved. Mm-hmm. So it evokes a very strong emotion in us when we're projecting something onto somebody. It's either too high yes. or it's too low. Okay. What do you mean by too low or there's not enough? They're driving too slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that can even be a projection. I mean, my um, one of my, biz- my business partner, my, my partner for five years, couldn't stand her dog because it was too slow and her moon was in Taurus. Oh, so well, sure. Do you see the projection? Yes, uh, for it. sure. Yeah. So what's, took, what is, what took was it too... out on the dog? The dog oh, had, the dog. you know, she had to get rid of the dog because it was just too slow. So the dog was sort of Taurus like, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was carrying, it was carrying her projection. Yeah. So the thing about projection, there's three things. One, we're going to try to get somebody else to carry it for us, the oh, shadow part of us, that we don't want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be anything in our, in our environment, a person, an animal, an event, a situation, a business. We can project our shadow onto all kinds of objects, I mean, all kinds of stuff. And right. so that's one. We want somebody else to carry it for us. Two, we're going to project it onto you. We see you doing it, but we don't. Okay. <laughs> we don't ever see ourselves doing that. You, only you do that. So if we notice so other people doing something and it really presses your buttons, that's what you're talking about? Yep. Yes. And, yes. So you're not really... And then in, the third okay. thing that we do with projection is that we inflict our shadow onto people. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we don't know we're doing it. Okay. Because it's, it's unconscious. Anything that's unconscious is unconscious. We yeah, don't know true. we're doing it. Well, it's like what's so doing. For, like, for yeah. instance, if we're like passive aggressive, uh huh, right, and we we don't know we're passive aggressive, right, but we do all kinds of things that annoy the other person, and we're like, we didn't do anything, right? What did we do, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know we, so many of those people. We have nothing to do with that, you know. I, but yeah. that's projection. It's yeah. it's a uh-huh. it's a illusion making factor in the psyche. We all project, right? I mean, that's a phenomena of relationship. Right. It certainly is. Well, you know, I've met people who um, literally obsess about a certain person or people, you know, they just keep, you know, blaming them or whatever, and they just get on a, a tangent and then they go. And I'm sitting here going, this isn't it. This is not it for you. I mean, it may be that's what they represent for you to look at whatever it is that you're, you're resisting in yourself. So, right. Yeah. It's a big we mirror. Think it's them, we think it's them, but we're relating to an aspect of ourselves. That's right. So this is, this is especially you see this in relationships, duh. You yeah. know, I mean, that's... And, this, and, you know, the equal exact opposite is just as damaging when we fall madly in love with somebody. We right. don't even know them. Right. Yeah. And so we project our ideals onto them and hopefully they'll fit our pictures 
Yeah, and, that's another ide- idealization is another projection. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking back on my last relationship right now. It's traveling through my head, mile minute here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. And un- unconsciously with that, the possibility of fusing or fusion mm-hmm. is what that romantic fantasy is about. Oh, mm-hmm. here's a possibility for me to merge with somebody, okay. to merge my own unconscious with theirs. That's, that's almost frightening to think about doing that. I knew there's a reason why I was single for so long. <laughs> well, the older you get, the less you're going to project because you know yourself more. Right, yeah. It's, it's unconscious. Only unconscious contents get projected. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's what Stephen Forrest once said. He said the nature of the subconscious or the unconscious is that we're unconscious of it. Exactly. <laughs> it's very true. Right. It's very it's true. Very well spoken. Yes. I thought that, well, Mr. Stephen Forrest is very eloquent. He mm-hmm. has his, he has little gems that pop out of his mouth every now and then. And that was one that I really remembered, you know, mm-hmm. when he said that, but. Um, well, young, you know, Young said that over and over and over. So, yeah. you know, we kind of, if we studied Young, we've heard that. Yeah. He said it a lot in his work. That, right. You know, only unconscious contents are projected or, you know, what's unconscious is unconscious. That's exactly we don't know right. It. Until we make it conscious and then it's, it's, then you turn it around. The more that we accept that everyone is a mirror to us and we have to know that they're a facet of us. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, the seventh house is in astrology is the mirror. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell yeah, people. So, th- so yeah. think about how when you feel and you meet somebody and there's a surge of energy. Mm-hmm. It's like a surge of energy and there's an intensity and intoxication. Yes. And often if we have a lot of Pluto, there's a compulsion. Oh, now, do you have a lot of Pluto? <laughs> <laughs> do we all have a lot of Pluto? <laughs> I think we all three have it in the first yeah, house, right? Uh, yes, we yeah. do. I think we do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yes. it, that's an interesting. So this is really helpful to understand this concept. It really is. Oh, it really, really is because then you understand this is not about them. Yeah, exactly. You it's know, be, about you. Yeah, I mean, the thing about anything that, you know, especially Pluto energy is like when you don't own it, somebody else is going to do it for you, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. And so um, a Pluto first house person really needs to get, and I'm saying this to myself as much as I'm saying it to you two, we really need to get that we're the ones that have it. Mm-hmm. And if we don't use it, somebody else is going to come along and bop us over the head with it. You know? Well, the other thing that um, one of my teachers said to me that I thought was important was that when you have Pluto rising or even Neptune rising, a lot of people want to get rid of their Plutos, and so they'll project it onto you. Yeah, they don't right. even know. They don't even know you, and they're That's afraid right. of you, or they don't like you, and they're like they they walk around the room to get away from you, and you can actually feel it. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Complete. Like I'm not. So a lot of people want to get rid of their Plutos. Yes. And right. I have found that when someone who I don't know at all, all of a sudden just speaks out big time as far as negative towards me. Mm-hmm. I just bless them and walk away because I know it has nothing to do with me. It's just that I'm their mirror. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I also think that Pluto first house people um, are probably one of the biggest triggers for most people when you meet them. I like, think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, I do too. And I try to remember what, what Stephen Forrest said. He has it called the Book of Pluto. He says, you, he said something about the Pluto first house person 
is here to shake up the shake up the status quo and read people's beads, you know. And so I think that you know we're kind of natural naturally psychological, obviously, yeah. because right. of the Pluto there, because we're always analyzing ourselves. Right? Yeah, we're deep. Yeah, we're deep, really deep, and, and intense. And intense. That's true too. Yeah, I've yeah. had people want to walk away from me before. Oh yeah, I mean. I've I had a I had a double Scorpio. She's a double Scorpio and Scorpio rising. So that's three. That's yeah. triple. Right? triple. Yep. That's triple. triple Scorpio. Okay, triple. Yeah. Which are and pretty rare. Said, and she said to me, "You're too intense." <laughs> <laughs> projection. <laughs> well, there's funny. There you have. There you have projection. Yes. Yes. yes you do. do. Projection. It's like, it's amazing. You know what would be a good idea to do when somebody says something like that? Pull your mirror out from where you're sitting <laughs> and point it right at them. I, one time, I have to tell you this, I was, when I used to read at this restaurant where people came in and I just, I had a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I would just do these little 10-minute readings f- for them. Well, they brought in this 15-year-old child and he sat down in front of me, and all I could do was cry. Oh, my God. And I said, I've never felt anyone's energy as intense as what your is in a, such a positive space. Yeah. And that's how I felt about him. I felt like an angel. I just sat in front of me. Oh, wow. Aw. It was very, very intense. Yeah. Yeah, so it can be intense positive, and it can be intense negative. And right. his grandmother goes, that's how we feel about him, too. Really? <laughs> Aww. Wow. Because she was sitting right there when I said all that to him. So that's, did you find it? What was his birthday? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. I, I know it was Sag something. Oh, so there had to have been some A Pluto lot of Sag there. there, but it was pretty intense. I will yeah. say that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, yeah, I mean, the stronger the, um, the pull, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know that you're going to have some issues. I mean... I tell this story all the time. You probably know about it, but you know I have a connection to Bruce Hornsby, and the first time I met him, I started to cry. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've who is this? Bruce Hornsby, the piano player. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that song by him. Oh, oh, oh the way it is. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Anyway, um, so after I'm going to make a really long story, very teeny and short. At the lo- the gist of it was, I contacted him. Um, I actually ran into him at an event that he was at. We talked. I got his astrological data. I did his chart, and I'm doing his chart every year. So, you know, it's kind of all turned around. But his chart, to me, was extraordinary because he had four planets in Scorpio, and they were sitting right on my Mars. Oh, baby. Anyway, so um, it was sort of like the probe. I wanted to go after what was going on in his chart, you know, as like a heat-seeking missile. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I found out so much about myself when I did a 10-page write-up on him for him. And it was just an extraordinary experience, and it, it kind of shifted me into a different gear for astrology. Oh, it would. It was time. totally amazing. And so That's one of the positive things about projection. It can shift us and, in, in, you know, it generates movement. Yes, it yes. did, and it always does, because then I would start dreaming about him every night. Wow. For like 20 years. And then, and I realized that that was um, because of his Venus on my Mars and all this other stuff. It would have to be the fact that he was my muse, my creative muse. And whenever totally. I, when I wasn't doing anything, he'd show up in my dreams. 
I go, okay, I got That's it. That's cool. I got it. I got it. So it's pretty cool. So That is really cool. It is very cool. So, okay, we got to take a really quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk more about the shadow stuff. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is a live read for Ms. Wanda Buckner. Wanda Buckner is an intuitive and certified animal practitioner, as well as a Reiki master who does marvelous work on both your pets and yourself. She does she does behavior work. Oh, she, I already said that already. Okay. Okay, she does. I can't read this. Darn it. Okay, I'm going to read this. All right. Oh, thank pets, you very much. Okay, she does behavior were. work with your pets, especially if you've had some unforeseen issues that need resolving. One of her clients has said, I was going through several transitions in my life professionally, personally, and physically. Wanda brought me through these transitions using her intuitive, gentle healing energy work. My sessions with Wanda were the catalyst for life changes. And so for more information, you can go to Wanda's website at wandabuckner.com or email her at Wanda's office at gmail.com or call her at 360-491-3187. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. And welcome back to Jupiter. <laughs> he keeps changing that every week. That was funny. Kind of, that was cute. Anyway, this is this is Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes with Doug Johnston. And Rebecca. And Rebecca Eigen. Welcome back, Rebecca. Hi. Hi. Back. <laughs> anyway, we're I was going on and on about Bruce Hornsby. See, I kept it as short as I could because it takes about a half an hour to, to actually tell that story. It's happened over a series about 30 years, you know. So, anyway, um he's he's just an interesting man and um I learned so much by reading his chart. As a matter of fact, I found out he was born the day after my best friend same year. Interesting. Yeah, so I already did her chart, so I kind of already knew what I was talking about, you know. But anyway, so and we're talking about the things that get... Shadow. Yes, the things that get projected, the shadow stuff. Yes. That's right. And so the bigger, and the bigger, the um, what do you call it? The bigger the charge, I guess we'd call it. The electrical charge that you have with somebody, the bigger the message you're going to have to get. That's true. Yep. Isn't that right, Rebecca? It is. <laughs> and the more you work with your own unconscious, like you described by working with your dreams, mm -hmm. the more you work with your own unconscious, the more your unconscious will work with you. That's right. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's right. And so it will bring you information constantly through repeating patterns, through polarizations with others, where you're one extreme and they start becoming another extreme. That immediately brings up the shadow yes. in most people. Right. So, and most people notice notice how often we get into extremes with others. 
Right. Right. That's true. Because and communication is everything. It you know, is. It's like it the, really that's is. That's what the seventh house is about. I, I mean, I really believe that the seventh house requires it communication. Does. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. It naturally being a Libra in that. Is that where your son is? Uh-huh. I have five planets in Libra. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that so, would make sense. And the third house. So I was, but I was destined to work with relationships okay. from the very beginning. I mean, my very first astrology reading, he said, at some point you're going to find yourself doing marriage counseling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Very and interesting. I was like, wow. Yeah. How does he, you know, why would he say that? I was only 30. Yeah. At the time. Right. And, you know, the more I've studied astrology that's all I was interested in so it was kind of like what Glenn Perry called the one-track mind when you have five planets a stellium and anything you're just kind of yeah so drawn to that energy it's like that yeah, I would say it's, it's like 50 percent of your life is is gone going there you know yeah you know five mm-hmm. out of ten planets you know so yeah I would imagine that when you found out that you needed to have people in your life as mirrors to see where you are at any given moment you know, and that would be interesting. It, it's really amazing. I mean, but Jungian psychology brought it all together. It did. I'm sure it did. It really did. I mean, I I don't know how I would have progressed, right? Um, consciousness, right? Without studying Jung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, metaphysics has helped a lot. You know, yes. I, I believe metaphysics helps a lot, but but these concepts of Carl Jung's are profound. Like. The other, the other topic besides projection is transference. Yes. Don't you, don't you think that with what Wayne Dyer did there at the end, that he was really putting that out there for the people to really look at what their world was about and what they thought was someone else was really them? <laughs> I mean, he did that with that movie he did over in Hawaii where they came and interviewed him. Right. And they made that little movie of it. Right. I thought that oh, was... Oh, I never saw it. It's a great little movie where... This guy goes off because he's so convinced that his wife has done everything negative towards him, mm-hmm. and it's he doesn't want a child, and all of a sudden she's pregnant, and he's upset about that, and uh, this is someone that was very wealthy, and it made him go within and really realize that his whole life was nothing but a sham because yeah. he wasn't really living it. Right. Yeah, he was living... Um, projecting everything. Everything projected onto the wife means... And you know, I I thought it was just a great way that he did that other book as far as Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, which opened people up, I hope, to see that they have more power within themselves than what absolutely. they want to give credit. Yeah, it was. You know, um, yeah. I, I was... I for, didn't... I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I didn't see. The, I didn't see that movie and didn't really know. Uh, I'll make Wayne the Dyer's popcorn for final you. Final work. <laughs> I'll make um, the popcorn. I, I heard about him at the beginning. You know, when he first started, and I was going to Unity Church. Yeah. Uh-huh. I heard about Wayne Dyer a lot at that time, and then I kind of went off on a different road. So I didn't get to hear his about his movie. I'll I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah it's great. good. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. You know, you know, back in 1977, I was. Um, my mother, who always kind of led the pack when it came to consciousness things, she was very cool about that, says, honey, we're going to do the S training this weekend. I went, we're going to do what? You know, and the S training is pretty much all about saying that your universe is yourself. Everything that is out there is you. 
you know, and um, that was a really a hard one. And, and l- watching the people that go through two, the two weekends of the training were hanging on to that one so tightly until around the end when they realized that, hey, there's no one out there but me, <laughs> you know. And so that's kind of where first I started to get the idea that perhaps, you know, um, if I'm pointing, you know, like I say, if I'm pointing one per- one finger at one other person, it's going to have three point pointing back at me. So, um, yeah, it was it was extraordinary. And that was back in 1977. So did you yeah. do, do the S training? I didn't do S. I did something called life training. Okay. All right. And it's very similar it's to very S. similar. It's it two is. Two full weekends. Okay. And yep. I was in my early 30s when I did that. Mm-hmm. And so that was really intense, and it was similar. Right. Okay. Yeah, because um, I don't remember when I did the it was I think the movie is called The Shift. The Shift? The Shift. With Wayne Dyer. With I Wayne believe that's okay. the name of okay. it. Okay. That's good. I'm going to write that down. Well, I'm not. A, I'm not saying that only young is the is the only way to consciousness. I'm just saying that these are these are concepts that have been used metaphysically by everybody, but they originated yes. with right. young. But I I think for people to be able to go and find something that it will help them right without going and looking at all these books by young, it yeah. gives them a window to go quickly to because you're piquing people's interest right mm-hmm. now with what you have to say. Right, exactly, yeah. and you know, I'm feeling yeah. the I'm feeling the temperature rise in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always rising in here. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think it's it's really a point. It's a point in time when you reach this kind of level of consciousness that there are a lot of different ways to get there. That's right. Oh, yeah. Dyer, you yeah. know, um, Jung, but they're all saying the same thing. That's right. You know, and um, however you get there. You know, Jung is fantastic. I've done, I've read a little bit of him, and I said, man, he was way, he was, you know, he was on it right away, and that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, he's starting to see that. Um, but actually, Jesus was, too. Oh, well, see, yeah, he was. And he was there a couple of days before, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before you, you know, before you take the splinter out of your brother's eye, take the log out of your own. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Love yourself and you love everyone else. That's pretty much. Yeah. So St. Paul. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's for a lot of us. I mean, particularly if you look at somebody's chart, um, you can tell whether or not this is going to be a psychological issue for most of their lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And once they reach this point, it gets to be easier, but yet it's harder at the same time because you cannot project your stuff onto people anymore. You can't blame them. Yeah, because you, you, again, you're pointing back at yourself when you do. That's right. Or if you find yourself, you know, if you find yourself in a position of being highly charged about anything, you can go inside. Yes. You know, go inside and, okay, what is this about? What does it mean? Why this particular person at this particular time? Right. What does the universe want from me? Right, exactly. And what are you really looking at? doing that kind of internal work. You know, helps you dissolve the projection right. quicker. Right. You know what I doesn't do. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're going to stop projecting. Right. Exactly. That's true. And you know, I kind of do that. Um, there are days when I'm kind of up and I'm starting to blame everybody. I go, hold it. Okay. You have another two, three hours to do this, and then you have to stop it. <laughs> 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 you can blame everybody for whatever it is that they ever did, and then stop. Because when you're we're actually conscious of your own behavior and you realize you're doing it, that's half the battle right there. 
because that means yep. you can shut it down. So um, <laughs> I always say just blame God, but then know that you are the Lord and the master, the creator of your own universe. That's right. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. You know, so, that sort of absolves you of any sort of Where in fault. Texas are you calling from? Houston. She's from Houston. Houston. Okay. Yep, yep. I've never never gone there. Oh, you haven't? I've been in a lot of places in Texas, but never there. I have a show called The Vet Life that's filmed down there. Have you ever seen that show? Uh-uh. Uh, it's, on, um, uh, it's on the Animal Planet chart. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's, it's the vet life. It's veterinarians, three guys that start their own veterinary clinic, and it's really funny. So I like Interesting. That. Yeah, it's, they have a new clinic in Houston. So that much, that's how I refer to it. Oh, this is where the vet life is filmed. So anyway, sorry. And y'all are, and y'all are up uh, west. We're in Seattle. West. In Seattle. Washington. Washington State. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So it's... Uh, it's, you know, it's interesting. It must be interesting to bring that kind of consciousness into Houston because I think when people that are looking from the in, outside in, you know, think that, well, that's kind of a yuppie city, you know, from way back. Well, you're kind of part of the Bible Belt there, too, aren't you? Kind yeah, of. Yeah, we have a huge, you know, yeah. huge Bible Belt. But, you know, here's the, the thing about Texas is that the bigger cities, are much more diverse, more cultural, more much more intelligent people live here. I mean, we have a young oh. center here that is thriving. Oh, sure. That makes sense. And um, not a lot of people have a young center. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, we have every have different one. kind of nationality living here. So there's a lot of uh, com- community in every different area, like Chinese, Italian, Greek. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's amazing how many Diverse cultures are here. That's interesting. <laughs> when I go to karaoke, you get to hear all different kinds of people <laughs> singing. That's great. I like so that. So you idea. do karaoke. So I definitely do karaoke. You do karaoke. So do we. So do we. Because, you know, Eileen cool. is a trained opera singer. Yeah, I am. Oh. But I she don't sing opera. At a, at she a, has a phenomenal voice. Oh, thank you. You are just so sweet. Well, well the first awesome. time I heard her sing, I thought, where did that come from? <laughs> wow. Well, that was a lot of years I of love training. to sing. I went, I went to karaoke last night. Sweet. That's, it, I, it's, it's fun to do. And um, my experiences in, in the Seattle Opera Chorus were extremely fun. So I really loved it. So anyway, okay, we have to take another break right now. And when we get back, we're going to be finishing up with Ms. Rebecca Eigen. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage, we cover the world of animals. This week, June 2nd, it's Shelter, Rescue, Sanctuary, and Anything That Helps Our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check in with Missy and find out how her rescue's doing without a physical location. We'll chat with Laura from Seattle Dogs Homeless Program and with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. And this is a live read for Samantha Blodell. She's a Reiki and Aura specialist. She's up in the Mount Vernon area. She was on our show a couple of weeks ago, and I left the best for last. She's a Beulah made cake maker. The best cake ever. Yes. Bar none. <laughs> One of these days we're going to taste it. 
Well, I've you've tasted, tasted it many it. times. Many times. So anyway, um, yeah, we're going to talk to her about doing that. Anyway, the Reiki classes she's got for the month of June happen on Jan- June 2nd. That's tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's $175. That's Reiki 1. And then she has a Reiki 2 class on June 8th at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at $225. And then Reiki 3, June 30th, starts at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and that's $300. So those are three classes you want to take if you are interested. She also has an Aura of Abundance class, too, on June 20th, 2019, from 6 to 8.30 p.m., and if you want to get tickets for that, you can go to soulsupper.com. And then she's going to be have a lot of stuff here that she's doing. She's going to be at the Boeing Parapsychology uh, Living Expo, Conscious Living Expo, on June 29th. And I will be there, too, from 10 until 5 at Kent Commons. That's 525 4th Avenue North. Then she has the Aura and Reiki Circles. The Aura Circles go from June 11th and 25th. The Reiki Circles are June 4th and 18th. And during these, they do exercise activities to increase your perception. Every participant receives an aura reading. That's for the aura circles. And $10 space to reserve your um, place. Okay, RSVP, go to www.meetup.com. Join the group, the Aura Lady Reiki and Aura Intuitive Meetup. And it's in Mount Vernon, so you can get more, more, more and more information on all these things. You can call her at 206-403-0283. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I'm Eileen Grimes, and Doug Justin is here with me today, and our guest, Rebecca Eigen. Hello, Rebecca, again. Hi. Hi. You say that too. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's so Southern when she talks. She does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I feel like I'm falling into the gone with the wind. Gone with the wind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've talked about going and taking a trip together, all three of us. We have to do that. Well, we have to take a cruise. That way we oh, can cruise. go karaoke twice a day. Oh, oh wow. Th- that's great. That's interesting. That's a really good idea because... I haven't done karaoke in a long time. I was just going to say that Doug does karaoke, too. We've been there a couple of times together, yep. you know, and we're all showing our voices off, which was kind of fun. Well, so. you know, I've done musical theater for so long. I know. So. You're, you're a theatrical guy. You're the Leo Rising, but I tell you, you know, I think both of us have. I've had a significant amount of theater experience. So anyway, so we're, we're back and we're going to be talking, uh, talking some more or finishing up talking about the shadow side. Now, we haven't covered nearly all of it, but we've covered some of it. So much. Yeah. And I think I want to leave the message with people out there that if you've got an issue that keeps coming after you and you're pointing at somebody saying it's your fault or you're pointing at a situation saying it's that it's this thing's fault. And, and just, you know, not even taking responsibility for your part in it. you got to stop and reflect and rewind it. Mm-hmm. And Where, what degree is your Pluto? My Rebecca? Pluto is like uh, 22. 22. 22. Okay. Yeah. And your? My Pluto's at 19. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 13, 19, and 22. Yeah, right. 
Right. What I, you know, what I really love about shadow work, because if you really get the hang of it and you start using it in your life always, that's just the way, you, it's a way of being. Yes, it is. To where you are always working with your inner world. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's about balancing the opposites inside of you, you know? Yeah. So if you have, you know, when you hear statements like, like attracts like and opposites attract, well, why? Yeah. Because the opposite is in your unconscious. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And so, therefore, it's getting to know your wholeness, your yeah. whole self through this other person. Yes. And there's gold. Yeah. There's gold in the shadows. Yeah, gold in them are hills. Yeah. Yeah. I there mean, there is. And that's why I just love this. And I love working with people with, you know, the ahas that they get <laughs> because these things are so unconscious, they don't see it. And so you can when, see the, when you put the chart down in front of them and you show them this is about you. Yes. It's remarkable. I love astrology and I oh, love Oh, I do too. So do I. That's the cool part about astrology is you just have to keep bringing them back to themselves because if they start pointing their fingers in the air at everything else, no, no, no. It's not about that. It's you. You know, and it's a very intense experience to have an astrology reading, but it also can break your your life wide open. It opened up my world. Me too. Me too. I felt like all of a sudden I had keys to things I never knew were possible. You never knew what you had inside of you. I remember my very first reading with somebody was with Jeff Green. Now, tell you, have somebody, you know, he's the wrote the book, uh, The Evolutionary Path of the Soul, Pluto. I had two readings with him. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I feel left out. I've never had one. uh, (laughs) Well. (laughs) Is he still alive? I'm not sure if he is or not. I kind of heard rumors around the universe that he had passed away, but he lived up here in Seattle for quite a while. Yeah, I met met him up there at Norwalk. Oh, you did? Oh, you were at Norwalk? Well, I Uh didn't know that because, of course, that's really close to me, and there was a Norwalk just this last weekend, so... It was in the 80s when I went up there. Oh, well, it was kind of almost that way that weekend, too. So, um, yeah, um, Jeff... Is uh, because he's he's been exposed to Agent Orange. He had a lot of physical issues when he was mm. in the Vietnam War, and so um, there was an up and down situation where he couldn't even work, and then he would work like crazy. So um, I, I remember the first thing he said to me in my reading. He said, "Well, God makes you a natural psychologist," and I went, "He what? He did? Since when? I when was I? Where was I when he did that? You know?" But that was such a surprise to me. That uh, and then I went on and said, "Well, you know, he could be right." So, <laughs> you know, it, it feels extremely natural for me to do psychological work with people. It just does, you know, because you add up A plus B, it equals C. Usually, every time. So, anyway, well, anybody with Pluto in an angle, yeah, has a capacity to help others go into the underworld. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, I do. Do and, and that Pluto sense. is scoring. the tenth, the fourth, the seventh, and the first. Wow. Really? Okay. Well, that makes sense because my fourth is also involved because Mars and Scorpio is in that house. That Pluto and rules it, my fourth. Yeah, it squares my. Of course, and yours too, and yours too. Yep. Yep. And then I have Pluto opposing Venus in the seventh, so it's involving all those houses. You have a double whammy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Pluto square. The shadow work was inevitable for you. You absolutely have to. It was no way, way around it. No, nope, can't There's ever. No do. other way around it. No, nope, no way. I couldn't do that. So, yeah, it's it's uh, 
The thing that gets me is that when the anger comes out, the anger is just voluminous when it comes out. But it's usually, it's some sort of, you know, to the degree how the projection was going, you know, how intense it was, you know, it would be to the degree the anger that being expressed. (laughs) So so I sort of, you know, kind of got the hang of that after a while. But, you know, like I said, with Mars and Scorpio, you don't, you rarely get angry in this life. But when you do, you can clear a room. So, anyway. I have a Moon-Mars conjunction. Oh, you do? So do I. <laughs> oh, you yes, do? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, that makes sense. Wow. So, you know, the anger and is somewhere. My, and it trines my Pluto. So, oh, wow. Um, I tell people anger is like vegetables. Use it while it's fresh. Yeah, right. And I have the Mars-Moon-Sun Okay. conjunct. Right. Sextile my Pluto. Okay. Oh, that's, Almost that's exactly. Good. That's good. Yeah, good as a sextile. Mine's a square in Mars and Pluto. So, but, you know. But I do like it when I talk to people and they become unstuck. Yeah, that's I true. I really get a big Yeah, that's that. true. They do that, don't they? So mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. So anyway, we need to say goodbye, my dear. You have been, okay. awesome. You've been awesome as usual. You're Thank just you. pure delight, I Yep, think. and we'll have to figure out when we're going <laughs> to go on our cruise. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you, Rebecca. Bye-bye. Okay. And how bye. can they get a hold of you? Yeah. <laughs> um, my website is oh, yes. shadowdance.com. Yes. Okay. Shadowdance.com. And I specialize in the seventh house or marriage and shadow work. Okay. And that's the primary work that I do. Okay. That sounds with good. people. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. Okay. Wow. That was a fast thing. Anyway, we've got upcoming events coming up. Uh, this Wednesday is my thing at Burr's Restaurant. That's 6151 Stillicum Boulevard in Lakewood, Washington from 630 to 830 every Wednesday night. And um, for $20, you get 10 minutes. $40, you get 20 minutes. And last week, I read Pete. Pete's always good. So, Anyway, um, then on Tuesday, the day before, I'm starting the summer reading series, A Universe of Stories, a South Tacoma branch at 3411 South 56th Street in Tacoma. And I'm going to be talking about astrology for beginners or introduction to astrology. It should be fun. It's going to be a series of things that I do with them. And then after that, we have Boeing Conscious Wellness Expo on June 29th from 10 to 5 at Kent Commons, 525 4th Avenue North in Kent, Washington. BEPCweb.org is where you can get a hold of them. They do have a few booths open. And then also we have Tacoma Psychic and Craft Fair. That's on the third week of this month at the South Tacoma Masonic Center at 54, uh, 5405 Puget Sound Avenue in Tacoma. And if you want to talk to anybody about this, Winnie is the one that is in charge of that. You can get a hold of her at 253 3704-6326. And then um, today at at in um, Algona Pacific at the Quality Inn is the Pacific Northwest Psychic Fair until 5 o'clock. I'm going to stop by there on the way home. So anyway, um, you already mentioned, uh, okay, how do we get a hold of you? So uh, uh, The best is 206-769-4924. Okay. And Tuesdays I'm at Karina's Bakery from 10 okay. o'clock till 3. All right. Okay. Or Wednesdays, I'm at the Psychic Showcase. Right. Psychic okay. Spectrum. That's great. In, okay. 
And then, all right, we got to wrap it up. But next week we have on Kim Rogers. The following week we have on Lindsay McKenna. It's going to be a busy month, kids. So anyway, we will see you all next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.